Hi guys, welcome back to Psyched, Combos on Psychology Relationships and Personal Growth. I'm Nicole. And I'm Laura. And today we're gonna to be talking about how to break bad habits. Before we get started on our episode today, I also just wanted to remind all of you guys that we do have our one-on-one fair coaching available. So if you are an entrepreneur and you are looking to up-level yourself and your business, and you know that lack of confidence, limiting beliefs, imposter syndrome, comparing yourself to others, negative self-talk and self-doubt is really holding you back and getting in the way of you moving forward and you really reaching your highest potential, then this program is really perfect for you. So definitely reach out to us. We have um, a link in the show notes to apply for the one-on-one therapy coaching. You can also DM us on Instagram. There's a link to our Instagram and a link in in the show notes as well. Um, Otherwise, we will go ahead and dive into our episode for today. So today we're going to be talking about how to break bad habits. So Habits have their place in, you know, there's a purpose for them, obviously, but even though we want to live with this purpose and intention, and I know we talk about that frequently where we don't want to just be on autopilot, um, there are some things that we know are good for us that we do want to make a habit. So there are things that we do kind of want to run on autopilot at times uh, because they take less time, they take less energy, they don't need our full attention, and that allows us to then focus on more important things and allows us to just free up that mental space so we are doing the things that are good for us automatically um, based on habit, but then we also need to know then how to break the bad ones as well. So learning how to break the bad ones and then so we can replace them with better ones. Um, But really habits are tied to the reward center of our brain. Um, And they're formed because when we do them, we get a more of a dopamine rush to us. There's some sort of reward. There's some sort of benefit to doing the bad habit. And really habits are these patterns of behavior that are wired in our brain. So like I said, when you get the rush of dopamine or the reward, that just reinforces that pattern of behavior. And so breaking habit is essentially rewiring the brain in a certain way. Um, And really to break bad habits, we're going to obviously go go much more into depth in this, but high level, um, we typically have to be at a higher level of willpower and just more energy. Like we have to be more in the right mindset because think about it, when you're tired, when you're not feeling up to things, you fall much more easily back into those bad habits. You um, have way less willpower um, and things like that. And that's why I think I think a lot of times they say do the hard things at the beginning of the day because you're much more motivated, you have the energy, and then towards the end of the day, kind of falls off and you don't have that willpower anymore. Um, So really just overarching this habit breaking process, you wanna make sure that you are taking care of yourself. So sleeping well and having less stress and overall living a healthy lifestyle because that'll make these habits just a lot easier to break. Yeah, when, uh, when when we aren't taking care of ourselves or when we're most vulnerable is when we uh, maybe are um, hungry, you know, that's where the term hangry comes from. Uh, When we um, have little sleep, uh, when we're just not even taking care of in terms of uh, exercise or anything like that, then we're much more vulnerable to falling into our negative habits there because of the wiring of the brain being so strong. uh, you know, that, that we typically go right to those habits. It's just our, the pathways in our brain are so um, 
strongly connected to continue those bad habits that when we're most vulnerable, we don't have the resources or the energy to, uh, to not fall into those again. I think it's about the decision-making. It, it makes decisions harder to do, makes making choices. And so we automatically kind of just, when we don't have that energy to fully think about something or make a different decision, it, we go to the automatic behavior that we've already, bit, that's been wired in our brain. Right, right. I know that I can't do a lot of good writing, let's say in the afternoon or evening. I have to do it in the morning. My brain is more fresh to do it. So, and I can talk more in the afternoon. <laughs> so I'm more quiet in the morning. Uh, and, and so I can think more about writing. But if you ask me to do something in the evening, that's a really tough thing for me because I, my energy is down. Yeah, same. And like I remember in college, this mostly happened senior year when my sleep and times kind of changed. But senior year, I don't think I could study past like 9 p.m. I just like physically, I, I could stay up till like 11 or midnight, still be up, but I could not study anymore. My motivation, my willpower, the energy was all down. I was like, absolutely not. <laughs> so, and, and that's interesting because I actually could, I would much rather prefer to study late into the night then have to get up early. So it, it, it's kind of reversed in terms yeah. of the study, the study habits. I actually would stay up till two, three in the morning and then I would go to sleep because I couldn't bear, I needed it to be done. I couldn't bear to wait, think I had to wake up early and then still study. So yeah. So we all have different different ways of working. Yeah. Right. Different patterns. And that kind of goes a little off topic on <laughs> habits. But but overall, yeah. um, we'll go ahead and talk now more about like the steps to breaking a bad habit. So first off, you do need intrinsic motivation to break a bad habit. If you don't want to do it and other it's like more just like other people are telling you you should do it, you know that it's something that you should do, but you personally just don't want to do it then you're not gonna be able to break the bad habit. So it's like, for me, like a bad habit that I have is nail biting or like, you know, hang nails. And I do actually, I mean, this is, a, I have the intrinsic motivation to break this habit. I haven't done it yet, but there are other steps than just intrinsic motivation. But there are other habits that I have. I'm trying to think if I can think of an example, but there are other habits that I have that I don't want to change. I don't care to change. I don't see the greater purpose to changing them. So if you don't see that greater purpose and you don't want to actually change it, then there's no point in even making the attempts to do so. And, and actually um, that goes along with uh, something called the stages of change. Uh, and um, so for you saying, you know, so there, there's uh, different stages and the first stage is preparation. Uh, I'm sorry, not preparation, um, pre-contemplation. Uh, pre-contemplation would be that you're not even aware that um, something, that your habit, let's say, is creating any kind of problem. Uh, so, so maybe, yeah, if you don't think that some of these habits that maybe other people are telling you are creating a problem, but you're like, I, it doesn't bother me, uh, then you're not, then you won't be ready to change. But then the next level would be uh, contemplation. And that's when you uh, start realizing that something is, maybe, maybe people are right, or maybe something's not working well. And, you know, I, I think maybe I should change this, this habit is not serving me well. Uh, but I'm really not ready. You know, it's something I'm thinking about, but it's, you know, not something I'm really ready, ready and willing to do. And then the next level would be 
um, the preparation. And so preparation is you really do know, kind of like your nail biting, you know <laughs> that you want to do it. Um, you're just, but you're working your way up to it. You're, you're, you're kind of prepping for it, maybe have a time frame for it, say by this date, this is when I'm going to do it, that kind of thing. Um, so you're actually really, uh, you know, you're just kind of getting ready for it. I feel and then like the you next... can even change your environment at that point too. Like it, depending on what the habit is, preparing mm -hmm. your environment to make it more conducive to you breaking that habit. Right. Like some people might say, you know, okay, I have uh, two gallons of ice cream in my fridge and I am prepared to, when I am done with those those two gallons, I am going to start my diet. Right. <laughs> so that would be a preparation. Or even um, like I'm stage. thinking like people who want to like stop drinking coffee so much or something, maybe they like are like, okay, all once my coffee grounds are out, I'm going to now start buying tea and like tea is going to be my replacement for it or something like that. Right. So preparing their environment, like maybe they throw out their coffee machine, who knows? <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Yeah. And then the next phase is uh, action. So that's when you actually take action. Uh, and start doing the new habit or make the change, whatever that is. Um, and then following that would be maintenance of the change. Um, so now if you're talking, when you're talking about re um, habits, you maintain, you continue doing the, the new habit. habit. Uh, and at times we relapse. <laughs> and so, so that would be the next phase. If you relapse, then you kind of go through that whole um, all those phases again, getting in pre-contemplation, um, pre maybe you're not even realizing that you're relapsing. Sometimes it comes on slower, you know, and kind of little by little things start to shift back into the old ways. And so you have to go through that cycle again. Yeah. And also something important to remember or to think about too is, um, is it actually doable, doable for you to break this habit? So again, um, I'm trying to think of an example. I can't think of one off the top of my head, but it's really, it's not important about needing to know the how of breaking this habit or making this change. You don't need to know, necessarily know the steps right now. It's more, is it actually possible for you? And do you have that intrinsic motivation behind it? Well, maybe it, it means after, you know, maybe like you're uh, in school and you're, studying for your finals and so it's not doable you know maybe you're really um busy with that and you're you can't really bring your focus to something new to you know at this point so it's not doable at this time but after you're done with that then you can move forward so right. I, I think in terms of doable you might certain things have to be in place and maybe there's a time frame until they will be in place um you know things like that. Yeah. And I'm also thinking like, let's say you just had a baby or something and you're like, I want to create a morning routine. And like, obviously that's can't really be done at the time of a, when you have a newborn, because you're really basically on their schedule and up to their whims basically. So yeah. So is it doable in, at the moment basically? So usually uh, most things, I would say almost everything is doable at some point. It just might be having to be um, pushed back or changed based on timing at the moment. Um, I think that means being realistic about uh, the situation too, because you may get frustrated thinking that you can, you know, act on on changing those habits, um, but it's not, but it's not doable 
perhaps because you just had a baby and you're really busy and, you know, you just can't bring your focus to other things. Um, so it does. So I think then we have to really take a step back and reassess how much of a leap are we trying to make? You know, maybe you can implement some smaller change, uh, but not maybe not the, to the level of change that you really ultimately want to go, but you can see where you can kind of break that into smaller changes. Um, so that's a way to at least start heading in that direction. Right. Also thinking about, will it actually make you feel good to stop the habit? Like, is this going to bring you a better life? And like, I know sometimes the habits that we have make us feel good. Um, but that's more of a temporary rush, like we said. So I'm thinking of like coffee or like soda or something. So will it make you feel good to stop the habit? Probably in the long run, yes, because you're going to probably have more energy overall because you've stopped this quick rush, quick sugar high, and now you are probably living a more of a healthier lifestyle. So it will, that's the other important thing to remember. Like, so will stopping this habit and breaking this habit make you feel good? And I think bad habits tend to be habits that we get immediate gratifi gratification from. Uh, so that's why they are so hard to break uh, because, because we do get kind of addicted into those uh, patterns of behavior. Um, you know, think of, well, cigarettes, and those are actually physically addicting. Uh, but, you know, anything, sugar is addicting. But yeah, they have an immediate... Um, feel good effect. Uh, anything typically more longer term thing, um, things that benefit you longer term that are, are typically are more, are more healthy. Um, so we kind of have to have that stamina to work to, you know, have that delayed gratification uh, mindset for the bigger, bigger, uh, uh, Purpose, sure. you know, bigger good. <laughs> the bigger yeah, good. Right. Um, and that kind of leads into the next point. So does it really connect you to being more the person you want to be and in alignment with who you want to be? And I think when I say this, it kind of maybe sounds funny when you're when we're talking maybe more about like quitting soda or like picking your nails. But I also am thinking about habits in the sense of behaviors that you do as well and in like um the way you talk and the way you act. So this could be for me, like something that, think, that I think of is impatience. So that's a habit I have. I, I, I mean, it's partially a personality trait, but it's also a habit because it isn't something that's set in stone. It's something that I can change. So I think it's more of a habit. And so does breaking my habit of being impatient connect me more to that person that I want to be in and be in more alignment with who I want to be? And the answer is yes, for me. But if you can connect whatever habit you're trying to break to that too, that'll make it easier and make you see the bigger picture, see more the whole purpose, kind of like what you were talking about and make it, you feel better about yourself and more alignment with yourself and connect more to that person, like I said, that you really do want to be. And perhaps nail biting or picking is related to impatience because sometimes when we're impatient, we feel like we have to do, you know, people tap their knee or something like that. So you find something to kind of deal with it. Again, that's the immediate um, gratification of at least um, so soothing your impatient feeling. But in the long term, then, you know, you, your nails are, your 
cuticles are all yucky. And, yeah. <laughs> um, and, and, you know, you want to, I think just overall when we, you know, and that's, that's a small thing, but, you know, right. sometimes we do, you know, maybe we eat or something like that. And then, um, so it's, it's showing a negative, uh, negative respect for you and your body when you do those kinds of things, when, when there's harm, right. You know, so, so the negative effect in the, if you do those short-term things, you hit, you do harm to your body. And, uh, but if you strive for the delayed gratification, uh, then you're teaching, you're telling yourself that you respect yourself. You care about your body. You care about you. Right. And which is in more alignment with, you know, who you want to be as well and, you know, taking care of yourself and treating yourself well. And it's, it comes down a little bit to self-care and self-worth as well. Like, are you believing that you do deserve to take care of yourself and connect more to the person and be a better person and be a better version of yourself? And also kind of what we mentioned at the beginning, it can be helpful to replace one habit with another habit. So I'm trying to think of an example, um, but I think, you know, when you have, let's say, a habit of always reaching for a soda at 2 p.m., you know, after you have your lunch or something, replacing that, you know, just maybe you still go and grab something, but maybe it's a, like a flavored water or something like that. So replacing, kombucha. yeah, kombucha. So for those simpler types of habits that you want to break, it can be easy to replace one bad habit with another one. You might, of course, have to get creative with this. It, you have to think about what would fit for you. Obviously, even that soda drink, just replacing it with another drink might not be the solution for you. There's going to be probably, there could be something better for you. So this is all about what you care about and what you think will be the best benefit for you and what, what's going to help you replace that bad habit the best. Right, right. Because we do have to, in a sense, backfill the hole <laughs> when we are trying to break habits and we are used to uh, acting in these ways, these behaviors. When we stop doing it, it kind of leaves this this void. Uh, so when we can fill it with something more positive, um, you know, more healthier habit, then uh, we then we're filling that void. Um, and so it eases our ability to be able to break that habit. Right. And also something really that's really helpful is knowing your triggers. So when do you do the bad habit? What are the circumstances around it? How often do you do it? Is there something that always precedes it? Is it more of the type of environment you're in, the type of situation you're in? just start paying attention, start being aware, start thinking about when is it that you have this habit? When does it come up? When do you do it? How often? Like I said, and I think it's really helpful at the very beginning stages to like keep a notebook or keep something on your phone, just writing down whenever you notice that you're doing it. Because once you can notice the triggers that are causing it, it's so much easier to now be like, either when you have that trigger come up, you now know that, oh, my habit's about to come up or you can start working on changing the trigger and being not in that situation where that trigger happens. So yeah, again, we bring up awareness and if um, habits can be so automatic that we're not even often sure what triggers it. So if we take that time, so I think actually first, definitely it's a very important thing to recognize 
when do we engage in that bad habit and pay attention to what's going on in our life, in our environment, in our thought process, uh, in our in interactions with others, maybe um, different events that happen. So <clears throat> taking some time initially to watch for that and, and write it down to really note when that happens is definitely a good way to see your triggers. And then you can um, put in steps or uh, make arrangements to either avoid those situations um, if it's not detrimental to you to avoid them, <laughs> if it's a more positive thing. Uh, for example, if you, uh, you know, drink too much, then you don't go into a bar. Um, or, or yeah, it's just um, learn what to do, how to self-soothe or calm yourself if you're uh, coming up to something, an environment or a situation that, causes, that triggers that, but you have to still be there. Have some tools in your back pocket that you can um, have in order to work through, you know, withstand uh, engaging in that um, behavior. Yeah, it's like having a plan of action. So we have to have that awareness first to know, all right, when I feel like I'm about to pick my nails, what am I going to do instead? Like, what is my plan of action? What am I, what can I replace that with? What can I do to replace that feeling and get over that feeling of wanting to do that habit or with the, with the soda can, same thing. Um, what am I going to do instead? Maybe I go walk around the block for to, for five minutes. And then that might, that makes my, um, the that makes it my feelings of wanting that soda go away. Um, always deep breathing, <laughs> you know, deep lower belly breathing can, uh, can help you just ride that wave of, of that feeling of needing to engage in that habit. Uh, and if you really focus on, on the breathing and focus on the, you know, breathing the in and the out. Um, those are very good ways to, you know, and those are, that's something you can do anywhere um, that, you know, so those are, you know, things, but having a toolkit, having something that you can uh, grab onto in terms of behaviors that will help you ride that wave of, of need to engage in that behavior. Right. And also something that can be used. And again, this is, I think a little bit for maybe bigger habits, but um, visualization. So this, again, thinking of yourself not doing the habit and seeing yourself being happier or seeing yourself being in a healthier place. Like, again, I'm going to bring up the soda. So like seeing yourself living actively, drinking water, like treating yourself well, eating healthy, sleeping well, like just again, living that overall healthy lifestyle. The soda can is not part of that. The soda is not in that. So visualizing yourself feeling good and feeling happy and being proud of yourself and achieving that, breaking that bad habit is a powerful tool to use as well. That's a good one for me for exercise. I always know that I'm going to feel really good after I do it. Never like doing it, <laughs> uh, but I always know, I know the feeling of if I don't do it, that it's going to, I'm not going to feel good. And I really know the difference between how I feel after I do it and um, how I feel so much better uh, that I did it. And I, you know, feel good about myself. So, uh, so that's something that I actually practice a lot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I think it just can be very motivating as well to keep you going when you do have like that really quick um, 
pull towards doing it again. <laughs> um, and just so everyone knows, you know, of course, slip ups will happen for the most part. Like there are a lot of people that like might hear stories of people being able to break habits cold turkey, um, but most likely slip ups are going to happen. And when they do, it's really just important to keep in mind to not be critical and judgmental of yourself. You are human, you make mistakes, things happen. Like you're not always gonna be, have eight hours of sleep under you, have ate a healthy meal the day before, like have all this energy, have all this willpower. You don't get to keep, you're not always in that level of that um, high level functioning basically at all times. And so slip ups will happen, we're human. And not being critical and judgmental of ourselves is really going to just make it a lot easier for you to shift back into not doing the bad habit. But if you're judging yourself, if you're putting yourself down, if you're making yourself feel worse, then you're only going to feel worse, which will then make you more likely to go back into continuing to do the bad habit. Right. And I think that's, um, uh, sometimes we get into black and white thinking. So that would be, you know, if you're, if you're, dieting or, or let's say, you know, you were doing really good on your exercise plan or whatever, and then uh, you, you skipped a day and, or you ate a big hot fudge sundae or something like that. Some, I think a lot of times um, people will tend to be like, ah, well, I, all is lost now. Screw it. I'm not going to do it. You know, I, I can't do it right or whatever. And you, and you come critically down on yourself. Uh, and that really then leads <clears throat> you know, throws you back into the, the negative habits. Uh, but we really want to watch for, are we thinking in that black and white? Because just because you, you missed one day of exercise or you missed, or you ate something that maybe you shouldn't have eaten um, on your diet per se, um, doesn't mean that all is lost. Uh, so we really want to focus on having more kind of seeing the grays not black and white, because it, it might mean, okay, well, so for the next few days, I'm just going to be really good about not having, you know, <clears throat> maybe, maybe just get back on my diet. It doesn't mean that, um, you know, all is lost. Um, and, and some days we are, we aren't as, um, we don't have as much energy to really um, engage in the things that we're trying to, you know, the healthier habits that we're trying to um, engage in. So we have to be kind to ourselves. Uh, beating ourselves up does, does absolutely no good. Um, in fact, it makes it worse. And, uh, and I think one important thing is to recognize, I, I truly believe we are all doing our best all the time. However, some days our best is not as good as the other days of our best because we're more vulnerable on that day. But for that day, you did your best. So I think it's really important to remember that, that you're doing your best. It might not have been as good as the other day, but in that day, it was your best. So. And I think that's a very nice place to end. <laughs> <laughs> so I hope that this is helpful again. Um, something that we say a lot, I get awareness is really the first step here. Um, that's really what's going to help you bring this to light. And then you can start going through the steps that we talked about in the episode. Um, and really, again, always being kind to yourself and those small steps make a difference. It's the small steps you do every day, like we've talked about before. Um, but yeah, otherwise, thank you very much. Do you have any last thing to add? No, I think that's all. Just awesome. be kind to yourself. <laughs> yes. <laughs> 
Okay, great. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you guys again for listening. We really appreciate it. We would love if you found this episode helpful, if you could share it with a friend. We all know that bad habits are something that everyone has and everyone is always looking for ways to work on improving on them and breaking them. So if you found this helpful, please share it with someone else. They will probably find it helpful as well. Otherwise, you can go ahead and follow us on Instagram. We're at Psyched Coaching. And once again, we have our one-on-one therapy coaching available for women entrepreneurs who are looking to grow themselves, grow their business, um, overcome their limiting beliefs so that they can have that limitless impact in their, in their business and in their life. So if you are interested in that as well, go ahead and apply. There's a link in our bio. Otherwise, we will talk to you guys next week.